Hello and welcome to the Dragon Thistle Rugby Pod. Right, hello. Welcome to another podcast. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of chat this one. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of chat. I'm joined by Michael. I was thinking, like, all right. It's a very uh, low-key um, introduction there, mate. It was a, it was a low-key rugby weekend for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing this podcast from my bed as well. I'm in the spare room, mate. I'm in the yeah, spare room. Helen was yeah. adamant she wanted to watch the TV tonight, so uh, yeah. I've come upstairs. Yeah. yeah, I've left the wife down watching the soaps as well, mate. Yeah, yeah no, a very low-key weekend for rugby for me, so I mean, we'll get into this in a bit, right? But how was your weekend, mate? All good? Oh. Yeah, not too bad. Not as good as the weekend before, when obviously I'd been up to Murrayfield, so just watched it from the uh, from my uh, the rugby from the uh, from my from my couch, which was uh, it was all right still, but no, um, I'm trying to think what I got up to the weekend. I don't think I did much at all. This is when I always do this, and then like after I tell you I've done nothing the weekend, I remember oh actually I did that. But this weekend yeah, we is very little. I, I watched a lot of rugby and um, and also a bit of the football as well. So watching um, Scotland beat Moldova, which was a, an all right game, and then we. I think it was on Monday night we beat Denmark in the football and that was class, mate. Like the best I've seen Scotland football team play in a long, long time. It was brilliant. So I've just enjoyed sport. I spent a bit of time obviously with the family and that, but yeah, mainly just uh, enjoying all the, enjoying all I the sport. I love how you slipped that at the end. Yeah, enjoyed some time with the family as well after all the sport. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, basically I'm the same. I just looked after the dogs all weekend, watched rugby. And sport all weekend. It's pretty, pretty decent to be fair. It's nice. I've got my own tap in the house, so I was like drinking some nice pints of Corona. That was quite enjoyable. First time I'd had a drink in a few weeks. Didn't get bladded. I can see myself getting bladded this weekend though. Yeah, I'm off the booze, aren't I? But... Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm. Out. I've got a drink for you, haven't I? I'm yeah, a team player. What a guy! What a guy! I don't like to blow me a trumpet, mate, but I am fucking ace. Um, on that note, we'll stop talking about how brilliant I am and we'll get to a bit of rugby. So there's only uh, a few bits and pieces to talk about, but obviously before we talk about the, the big games at the weekend, um, I know the women's teams play this weekend uh, with Wales and Scotland both winning this weekend. Uh, Wales women beating uh, South Africa. I actually watched quite a bit of that game. It was really, really entertaining game. To be fair, really entertaining game. Um, it's great. Wales winning uh, two games on the bounce now. After what did we say? It was something like six months? Yeah, something. Something mad, wasn't it? Without a win, so that was great. And then Scotland beat Japan. Scotland beat Japan. Yeah, uh, it was thirty-six twelve. It was actually. I was a bit worried. Just, I think Scotland went ten nil up, or yeah, ten nil up. And uh, Fiji got um, Fiji, Japan got reduced to fourteen, and then next thing I knew, Japan were twelve ten up, I think. And I was like, oh shit! Uh, but then uh, yeah, Scotland came out second half, a uh, much better uh, team, and uh, wrapped up six tries in total. Really good win against Japan. Um, so yeah, really really good. Yeah, really good for the women this weekend, and congratulations to both teams. 
Um, now, I know we kind of, well, we give some of the players down the banks, don't we? But we don't actually, we don't hate Ireland. I think we've said this three weeks in the bounce. Don't hate Ireland, hate some of the players. But I predicted them to win. I put it on match point, predicted that they'd win. I'm, I'm going to take my hat off to them because that was an unbelievable, unbelievable performance at the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you heard what Ronan Agar has come out and said, though? <sighs> don't. Have you seen it? No. So he has said, uh, in the, it's not really that big a thing because Ireland played as best the best they could and New Zealand were, weren't very good. He's like, and we only won by like nine points and one there was a last-minute penalty. Like three points was just like a last-minute penalty or something like that. And I was just like, fucking hell, how hard are you to please? Like, they were absolutely exceptional. I'll give, I give O'Mahony shit all the time. But his turnover at the end is just class. Like, fair, like when I give him shit, it's not because I think he's a bad player. It's just because of the penalties and he's a, he can be a bit dirty. He's a good, good player. So, I'm not disputing that. Um, he's a good player. He's a prick. Yeah. But he's just, yeah, a bit of a douchebag. But um, across the bit, I mean, they were, they were class. Like, James Ryan, like, obviously didn't go on the Lions tour. Probably the best thing for him by looks things because he's come back and looks absolutely like a beast. Uh, you know, clearing up. stuff like that. Uh, well, no, I... Um, James Ryan, I said. Yeah, no, I'm saying Kane and Doris, mate. All right, Kane and Doris as well, yeah. But, like, James Ryan, everyone thought was going to go on the Lions tour. Didn't. And then Alan jones went off, uh, went, got injured. They called out Adam Beard. Everyone thought, well, James Ryan will get that spot. Didn't get that spot. Um, but he's just, I don't know, seems to be the best thing for him. Uh, and then what's his face? James Lowe. Just class. Absolute class. Like, so. He was, he was, he was, he was good. Thing is, everyone's like, oh, he gets a lot of shit. It's because he wasn't really that good when he first came in. I think he's just found his feet now, maybe yeah. at international level. Um, yeah, he was class. I think they were, they were all class. If you look, like, I mean, it's people have been saying, don't get ahead of yourselves. It's hard when you beat the All Blacks. You know, I'll, I've never seen it in my lifetime with Wales. You've never seen it in your, Scotland. Have never seen it ever. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, fuck off, Ronan, you boring bastard. I'd hate to play from it, La Rochelle. You'd score that trick, and he'd be like, Do you know what, though? Four would have been better. Yeah, he's you know what I mean? He's just like, shut your fucking mouth, mate. That unbelievable. Like, take me out off to him. It's one of the best games of rugby I've watched in such a long time. And I've got like no investment in the game, but I was literally sat there. I'm not, I wouldn't say edge of my seat, but I was really, you know, when you're so like, in, like ingrained in the game, I was just yeah. like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I had to watch it yeah. back, didn't I? Because I was out running. I went for a run. Yeah, just, just, and, and the thing is though, this, like you say, New Zealand scored two fucking unbelievable tries, but just, they couldn't, they couldn't deal with it. They couldn't deal with the, the physicality and I loved like, you know, Obviously, everyone had a, a dig at Owen Farrell when he, he smiled at the hacker, but then you see Jack Conan doing it as well. And I think that only comes off if you beat him. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You can smile at the hacker. And I, I, to be fair, I, I text my mate before the game when the fans started singing uh, Fields of Athen Rye when they were doing the hacker. Yeah. I was, I, te- I text my mate saying, Why would you wind him up? Why would you wind him up for but To be fair, it looks like it. It had the desired effect. Yeah, it worked, yeah. So, hats off to him. Um, I'd pay a lot of money to see Wales put in a performance like that. Because um, they don't really come around that often. That was... Uh, I mean, if if they can carry on playing like that, and it's more... And, and it's like a club side, isn't it? You know, there's 12 lengths of players, I think, in there. 
they can carry that. They have all the combinations together and they've still got players to come back in it, which is just mental as well. Um, yeah, top class, top, top class. Uh, yeah. The last bit, stuff like that. Someone I text you about, wasn't it? Old Duncan me Taylor. Yeah, you said so. He's I didn't I didn't I didn't see. What did you see it on Twitter? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, yeah. yeah. Sick note. We should call him now. <laughs> yeah, three to four months out with an arm injury. Yeah, he's he's had to have surgery on an arm injury. That's all it said, really. So there was nothing specific, but that lad's got no luck, has he? Yeah, he won't. I don't think he'll ever play for Scotland again now, um, or anything like that. I think the depth we've got as centre, he's just and you know all his injuries. It's a shame because he's top top player. But uh, just never been able to stay fit. Yeah, career destroyed, really, isn't it? Um, and the other bit of news I had was uh, Tom Smith as well, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Scotland Rugby Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, he brought the ball out on um, Saturday for the game. Uh, like you said before, he's a nice touch. Uh, so it's good to see. And uh, it looks like he's uh, a lot better because he's had his health problems. Uh, he seems to be on the mend. Yeah, it was a nice touch for the game. I thought it was going to be that inspirational thing that you needed. Yeah, I was hoping. Certainly hoping that. But alas, it didn't. So, yet again, me with another nice segue. And we'll get into the games of the weekend. Not that I really want to talk about the Wales game, to be honest. (laughs) But we'll talk about... I don't know, you might not want to talk about the Scotland game, to be fair. Yeah, Scotland versus South Africa. Go on, sorry. First half, I don't mind too much. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Scotland, South Africa, South Africa eventually winning uh, 30-15. Um, crack on, mate. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Um, let's start. So, uh, so I thought, uh, like, from the start, like, I thought South Africa straight away put us under the cosh. And obviously, there were some big ball carriers and they were camped in our half for the first 20 minutes, to be fair. And what I was just impressed with was how good Scotland's defence was. Um, but what we did, like straight away, I think within the first 10 minutes, we were on five penalties or something like that. So, um, you know, straight away we were we were giving up penalties and, and, you, and you can't do that against, certainly against the top teams. Um, and we seemed to weather the store. Duan did that break up to the halfway line uh, and then we ended up getting the first points of the game. Um, and obviously, I think they came back with uh, the Mapimpi try, which I think Rufus McLean, you know, was probably a little bit of fault for, bit into it a little bit. I think he didn't trust Jamie Ritchie to make the tackle on Khaleesi, but then you know, he did. And uh, But then after that, um, we scored a try of our own uh, through Hogg. It was a really good, like, uh, try down the left wing for a bit, of, a bit of broken play. It was really, really good. And at half-time, when we were 10-8 up, I was, like, happy with this, like... But, you know, I didn't expect to go in because I do think South Africa had been the, from the, had been the better team from the majority of the half. But Scotland had shown glimpses and they defended really, really well. I didn't think our, like, physicality was a massive issue in open play. You know, just like at the breakdown in the first half and in the tackle, I thought in the first half we competed, competed well. Our line out and our, our set piece, basically, even in the first half, didn't function particularly well. But then when they brought the bomb squad on after 39 minutes, like obviously it got a lot, lot worse. Um, and then the second half, obviously, started. Um, South Africa kicked a few penalties and got another try through Mapimpi. Um, 
but then Scotland fired back for a try of their own. I thought uh, it was absolutely an like, unbelievable try from Scott in terms of who's off first phase play. You know, South Africa rarely, rarely can see the try off a first phase play. Uh, it was really, really good. And then from that, we had a um, hog kick one downfield and Kinghorn chased it and we won a line out in there 22. And it was like, we'd only just scored the try. It was like a real, real opportunity to get back in the game. And then first thing we do is lost the line out. And I think we gave away two or three penalties in quick succession and they were in our 22. And it was just a complete momentum kill. And from then, we we, we kind of just fell apart. Like the scrum uh, continued not to function, didn't function all game. Like in fairness to Zander, they had him on toast. Uh, I was impressed. He, I was surprised he lasted um, to the um, 69th minute. I thought he'd come off a bit earlier. Um, but yeah, the scrum just fell apart. And then the same with the line. I thought, McAnally did all right in the first half, but the lineup really, really like fell to bits in the second half. Whenever we got into a good position, for some reason we like to throw to the tail, and I just think we need to go to the front, make sure the ball, make sure it's safe, and go from there because you're not you're not going to maul um, South Africa. You know, driving maul is not going to do much against South Africa. So, um, so I'm, I'm not sure, but it's one of them. I do think it was a bit of a. I think like Scotland, if they're going to compete with South Africa, your set piece has got to be, like, you're not going to beat South Africa in the set piece, but you've got to certainly perform a lot better than Scotland did in the set piece, let's say with the scrum and the line out, uh, but you've just got to be better at the breakdown, let's say in the first half, I thought they did alright, second half, no, uh, not at all really, uh, and then a few things didn't work, I don't think starting Hayden worked, I think Watson should have started, Um Maybe and then yeah I don't know they just like they just fell apart and fell fell away in the second half, second half lost their way. A few people said that like Russell this is what Russell does he doesn't give you that you know consistency he didn't get any good ball. Jarini did not get any good ball to be able to, he can't just like pull a pull a rabbit out of a hat. As much as people say he's mercurial and a and a maverick he's not actually a magician you know he has to be given good ball to be able to make stuff happen. And you've seen it in the first half of his crossfield kicks he was trying to make stuff happen. But you can't be expected to do that all the game on with, with with no with no decent ball. Um, but yeah, overall disappointed. Like really, really, I was like encouraged by the first half. And I think that first half is what they've got to take away from it. From like this is what we did, and then they've got to look at the second half and be like, this is the stuff we're going to work on. You know, that defeat isn't that bad if Scotland learn from it, um, which I think they will. You know, the, it's not a World Cup year two years' time to World Cup year, although I am a little concerned at the way Ireland played because we've got Ireland and South Africa in the in the World Cup uh, in 2023, which is looking like quite a daunting prospect. But you know, the way Scotland, I think, have improved in the last two, three years, or si- even since the World Cup, like our defence is better. Like, I think Townsend's quite a... He's a coach that's evolving. And I think in two years' time, again, we'll be that much better. And I think we'll be better for, for that defeat. So... Trying to be a bit more positive on it. Um, yeah, I think there's plenty to work on, and I think we'll turn up against Japan. I think we'll we'll do Japan quite well this weekend. But yeah, plenty to work on. And back to the drawing board a little bit for Scotland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with quite a lot. Of that to be fair, like pretty pretty fair assessment. Yeah, I thought I I'm with you that first. 15, 20 minutes. I mean, South Africa as well. I mean, 
you think of all them penalties that they didn't bother they didn't bother kicking for goals. So obviously they thought we've we've got these, we can do these in the forwards. And I thought they've done so well. Obviously, at the same time they were giving giving away a lot of penalties, weren't they, Scotland, to be yeah. fair. Um but I yeah, I thought like to come back from there, you talked about two hands run, amazing, exactly what you need to relieve your defence. Um and yeah, I couldn't believe you were three 0 up. Just <laughs> no, yeah. I couldn't believe it. And that's not me being horrible. I was just like, this they've absolutely taken a, a hammering. And I think you know, if that had been, I think in taking that hammering, I think you were lucky you were playing South Africa because they did score a couple of really nice tries, but they don't really throw the ball about today that much. Not unless they've got a yeah. Bounce. yeah, and so. I, I was, I, was, I thought, to be honest, after after taking all that, you scored Hogs' first try. It was a hint of luck in it, wasn't there? Because uh, yeah, yeah. Jack could have grabbed it, but I think just for the um, um, the adventure in the play, the offloading and stuff, and the passing, the tries deserved. Um, uh, Mpimpi scored a very nice try, and he's got a cracking name, Manny Mpimpi. Mm-hmm. What a name! Um, you know, and I thought. Um, yeah, and when you went in at half time up, I just thought it was a bit like the Wales game. They've got a chance here. South Africa have thrown quite a bit at them, and Scotland are winning after taking that battering. And you never know that something that you didn't mention, but you mentioned last week six day turnaround for all these players as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you take that battering, like you say, taking their front row off in the 39th minute. Um, I see people going, oh, it's because they got tired. I'm going to tell you, it's arrogance. You're telling me international players can't play an extra couple of minutes. To me, it looked like arrogance. Not that I'm not trying to go at South Africa. It's just so South African fans, if any of you listen, don't start tweeting us and shit. Because fuck off. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe they'd done that. Um, like I'll be honest, the second half, my assessment of it, apart from Hogs try, I just thought. They came out. I think Scotland came out quite, quite lively, and then I just thought South Africa took over. The, se- the second Scotland try, like you say, I'd love to see Wales even pull out half a move like that. Uh, we we could never do something like that. I haven't seen Wales do something like that for a long time. Um, probably actually since the Six Nations against Scotland. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, so just on that, when you did that against Scotland. It was individual brilliance. It wasn't a teamwork move, was it? Yeah, it was for uh, Liam Williams' try. It was, yeah. Was it? I can't remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a move. Well, it was a move. I'm not saying it was as slick as that one, mate, because I don't think it was, but it was a move. That's what I mean. I'd love to see Wales even do half a move. And we'll get into that a bit later. Um, But yeah, I mean, like you say, completely... Say completely, I suppose I asked, dominated up front, especially in the set piece. Um, and it just shows, I mean, everyone was giving Wales down the banks for our scrum. And it just goes to show, I think Scotland have got a far better scrum than us at the moment. And, it, you know, both front rows are doing a job. Um, so I thought line out wasn't too bad. I felt sorry for Ashman. Ewan Ashman comes on the week before, he's a hero, comes on, and I think he loses three line outs in a row. Yeah, I think, I think it was so, three yeah. lineups line in a row, and you kind of go from hero to zero, but it's good experience for him. Um, 
I thought Jamie Ritchie, very, very good. That was one of his... I mean, he's missed a consistent, but that's one of the best games he's had uh, in recent memory. I thought he was... And I, do you know what I thought? I think he was like that because he had to step up because I'm with you. Nick Hainan, um anonymous, should I say? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think he made the difference they were looking for, whether it was in, I mean, whether it was in the line out or it was, you know, um, carrying or tackling. I just think, yeah, I think you know, they definitely got that selection wrong. Um, I can kind of get the reasons to try to protect um, Hamish Watson, but at the same time, they could take Hamish Watson off, to, off after 60 minutes and you could be winning. I mean, it, it, it is what it is now. Um yeah, I don't know. I think if you look at the big differences, actually, it was the forwards, but then I thought like South Africa in their moments, those two tries they scored were clinical. I thought um, Alande was unbelievable. Probably the best 12 in the world at the moment. He just carries and makes metres and he settled both tries. But um, yeah, I... I see what you're saying about Russell. I didn't think he had his greatest game. Uh, I understand what you're saying about having good ball and stuff. There were other times that Scotland did have some decent ball. He did have a couple of nice kicks, didn't he, in the first half. Yep. Um, I think the big thing, it didn't lose Scotland the game, no doubt. But I think the point we've always made is, you know, eight points were missed, weren't they, from the team? Yeah, um, the three points before half time. I mean, going in two points up was decent. We could have gone in five points, and you and never that know that could, that could have a momentum shift. Yeah, that, that was, and that was, that was. I mean, one of the other kicks, I think, one of the, well, it was one of the tries, wasn't it? That was out in the corner. You know, all right, world class kickers can kick them, but world class kickers can miss them as well. Um, the penalty in front of the sticks, that's a, that's a, that's a bad miss, and yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to see tries, but at the end of the day, kickers win your games, you know. And I don't think Russell's lost the games, but I think that's what you're going to get with with Finn. I think you'll have days where he's going to be, he's just going to be. I think most from everywhere. Most Scotland fans would like him to be kicking for his club if he's going to kick for Scotland. I yeah. mean, even if, like you say, even if we have a class kicker, like Finn Russell's still always going to play ten. But it would just be, yeah, you if yeah. you're kicking for your club week in week out, then that would be nice. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you know, even if because uh, I think the nine, the two nines kick, don't they, for Rassin? So it's not even yeah. like when one of the nine comes off and the other one comes on, then Russell, yeah. kicks, they, they both kick. So, and, and, I, and I only say that like, this is not his chink in his armor because there's we've seen it. There's like the Lions game kicked beautifully. Uh, when we when you beat us in Murrayfield that day, he kicked beautifully. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think, I suppose in these games, I think you can always go there, but I think in Six Nations or at least World Cups as well. And they're all trying to, you know, the, the the margins are so narrow. I think that's something that, you know, I'm not saying it needs to be looked at because it won't change. Finn's your 10. There's no one else in that team that's going to kick goals, is there? So, yeah. Uh, Hastings, Hastings isn't even that much better of a kicker, I'd say. He's not the best kicker. Not as good as his dad. <laughs> not as good as his dad. There's not, there's, mate, there's not a lot of people who are as good as his dad. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, and, yeah, you know, I think, you know, yeah. I just think overall, I just think they, the second half, it reminded me of like the Lions games where they just, South Africa just took control, didn't they? Yeah. Um, like you said, they were piggybacking on penalties. You say you and Ashwin lost that first line out. 
and then bang, I think it was two or three penalties, and like you said, they were up there. So I still think there's things from Scotland to be positive about. You know, like you say, you're missing your first, your first choice second rows. Um, first choice only... prop as well. Oh yeah, first choice prop. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say, and I texted you about it before, didn't I? I think obviously Matt Scott was there, and he he kind of got. Was in no man's land, wasn't he, for the second uh, for South Africa's second try? Um, and he took a lot of shit, Matt Scott. And it's just like, it's just I, I don't get it. I don't think he had a, a terrible game. I don't think he had a brilliant game. I don't think he had a terrible game. Yeah. You know, well, I don't think anyone get... at the backs had a brilliant game. Yeah, and I think that's somewhere where Scotland needs is somewhere to look. I do think there's a lot of good centres in Scotland, uh, but I think sometimes. They're very good at one side of it, but then they don't have them. This is something we'll talk about with fucking Wales against Fiji. There's something missing. So this and is what you were, the link you probably this is probably a good segue into the Hugh Jones bit, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. I mentioned him before because I was like thinking, what did I say? I said, how good would it be to see um, Hastings, uh, Horn at nine, Hastings at ten, Russell at twelve, and uh, Hugh Jones at thirteen? And you said, I'd love to see it. And the problem with love Hugh to Jones. See it. Is he's gone to Harlequins? It's not playing. <laughs> doesn't get. He's not started for a month yet. You know, it's bloody November. He's not started once yet. He's been yeah. in with the Scotland squad this whole time as well. So even when, so you know, against Australia, Matt Scott was didn't get selected. So he went back. He like rang Steve Forthwick and went back and played for Leicester. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, had a good game. But um, Hugh Jones, I imagine, did the same, but didn't get picked for the Harlequin squad. Uh, yeah. like, so it's like, like he, like Hugh Jones. Everyone knows he's a good player and things like that. But he is, he's in the wilderness a little bit because he's got the Harlequins, and <laughs> their their centers are very good at Harlequins. I'm not sure that. And part of me, you know, he was going to go to who was he going to go to the French side? Is it Grenob? So like, part of me thinks like maybe he should have gone. At least he just started then and got game time. You know, he might have yeah. tore it up. I think they got they got they got relegated though, didn't they? Yeah, so he got out of it. But it's like he needs to start playing rugby. He needs it's all right leaving, but he's gone yeah. like he wasn't yeah. getting that much game time in Glasgow except at fullback, and he's gone to you know arguably a better team, the Premiership champions. So I don't, he's not going to get more of a game there, is he? And you know, he, I remember Hugh Jones in 2017. He was class, like literally outside bet for Lions tour until he got injured, and uh, in 2016-17, and it's like. Um, it just doesn't get a sniff now. I mean, yeah, like the Harlequins. Go on, sorry. Yeah, Blair Kinghorn's on the bench as the utility man. Like, well, well, Hugh Jones covers 12, 13, 15, and uh, uh, 12, 13, a wing and fullback, like Kinghorn does. I know they reckon Kinghorn can cover 10, but can't cover centre, I suppose. It's like, I'd much rather see Hugh Jones in that position, or even Adam Hastings, to be fair. And King, but Kinghorn actually plays, you know, most weeks for his club. Hugh Jones has to start. He needs to find a club where he's going to start games because otherwise he's just not going to be playing for Scotland again. I think the Harlequins, on paper, the Harlequins move look really good, didn't it? He goes to Harlequins. They like playing a bit of rugby and all that. The problem is, is they're hugely successful. And they've they've kept that success going into the season. They're still winning games. They're still playing really well. And, you know, I think, is it that Estazen? I think he plays 13 for him. Uh, he's, he's twelve, isn't he? Is yeah. he twelve? Yeah, I, think I think he plays both, but but 
there, there's one spot you're not getting it. I think, I think Joe March yeah. plays centre sometimes wing. Yeah, but... I think yeah, I think he's been playing wing because other players have been getting in there. So my thing about my thing about Scotland set is how do I say this without trying to be horrible? I'm not trying to be horrible because they're really good players. I, I like Chris Harris. I think they could have played, and we'll get into this because obviously I don't really want to get into what we can. I, you know, I, I'd play Sam Johnson as you, Jones. You've got your safe guy there, and then you've got your X Factor gas man sort of thing. Yeah, or try two quarters with Hugh Jones. Or, yeah, or Chris Harris at 12, which I'd quite like to see. Um, Hugh Jones at 13, I don't know. Two with Pilotto as well, actually. Maybe he's the X Factor man you're missing. Uh, no, you're missing. I don't. I say I don't mean to be disrespectful. I just. I think when yeah. you look at it, and is Finn is your creativeness, and obviously Hoggy is as well. So maybe that's why you can get away with the twelve thirteen that you do. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I just like to see it. A bit. I, I just like to see players like Hugh Jones. To be fair, like I'd love him to be Welsh. He'd be, he'd be in our team straight away, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell, we need someone like that right now. But yeah, yeah, disappointing for Scotland. I think disappointing for Scotland because because you beat Australia, and I thought you beat Australia with a bit to spare. To be fair, I don't think the the, the score did it justice. Really, I thought you beat Australia with a bit to spare. So I think it was the whole everyone caught got caught up in it, didn't they? Even me, I put you down on my match point to win by I think by six or something like that. Like, so yeah, still plenty of positives I think to take from it. Like you say. Get a decent result this weekend. Still three out of four, isn't it? And I think I think everyone, a realistic Scottish fans would have took that before the um, before the autumn nationals began. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. <sighs> right. I suppose we have to talk about Wales game, aren't we? <laughs> don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> well, I suppose you should. I suppose you should. Um, yeah, um, I suppose the first thing I'm going to go to is I don't think I've ever been upset or been downhearted by Wales scoring six tries and winning a game as I was on Sunday. I honestly, this is I didn't even realise we scored six tries. I I thought I was like, where's everyone saying six tries? Only yeah, four. yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And I think that it sums up the whole game really uh, for me. Um, so, straight out of the bat, I think if Fiji don't get a player sent off, I actually think they win. Um, I thought Fiji were unbelievable, even when they were down to 13 men as well. Uh, an amazing effort, considering they actually haven't got any of their... I don't think they've got any of their coaching staff, or if they have, it's minimal. Um, and a couple of weeks' preparation. Um so I want to say that I thought BG were, were fantastic. I do think they were with the 15 men. Um, I don't know. I mean, we, a lot of people said VG would have won with 15 men. You never know. They would have had a fair better chance of doing it if they did. Um, but we'll get into the red card and we'll get that out of the way as well. Definite red card. I actually last week was saying TMO do more. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't think it was a red card. Oh, Ugo Monia. Did he say it as well? So yeah, because he's like because the tackle. What did he say? It's so to do with like the tackle not completed. So like Chris Jones on the BBC was like, yeah, it's a red card. Um, Corb 
Bissiero and Ugo Monu were like, I get why it was given, but they were like, you know, it's a split. And I get slow motion always makes it look worse. So their argument was because he's tackled him and he's not held, he, that's what he was trying to do. He was basically trying to wrap, like to do it again to hold him so he couldn't get back up. But it's still, it's not about nah. intent. Yeah, it's not about what you meant to do. It's what you did do. And he clocked him around the head with his forearm. So, so there's two things, two things in that, right? Well, one thing, if you tackle him, he's on the ground. You don't need to tackle him again. He's on the ground. And well, no, if he's not held, he can get up, can't he? Yeah, he can. But at the same time, that motion he did, it's not like he went for a jackal either. It's just, it's mental. And, and what I was going to say is last week, I actually said TMOs need to do more. I think the TMOs have been poor. Big round of applause to the TMO. I thought, obviously, Nick Berry's been talked about a lot this week. Um, I do think he probably needs to take a bit of a break from international rugby um, because he probably, you know, he's took he's took a lot of criticism recently uh, un- unfairly. But I thought the fact that he was Nick Berry, and to be fair, the uh, is it O'Keefe Ben O'Keefe as well. They were both trying to talk it down to a yellow card because mitigating circumstances that that both players were low. Um, And thank God, you know, if we're trying to... And the thing is, there's all this stuff about concussion and taking shots to the head, unnecessary shots to the head. Uh, Yeah, well done to the TMO who actually told him to then go back and look at it. And, you know, mitigating circumstances were... There was none. Um, he's hit him in the head. Yeah, it's a red card. It's unfortunate. And, and to be fair, red cards, first half as well. You know, whether he doesn't want to ruin the game, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to accuse him of that. He's, 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 uh, had a, he's got a five-week ban as well, Aroni Sal. So yeah, he's yeah. Decided, so, and, and he's not, I don't think he's one of them players that's got a particularly, like, checkered disciplinary record. I think it's a rush of blood to the head, mate. I don't, you know, I don't think he's thought, I'm going to clock him here. I don't know, he might have done <laughs> I'm not too sure. No. You can see it in his face. He always seemed to be one of them hard but fair players when he played. He never, I've never really seen him taking a lot of yellows or anything like that. So You, you could see it in his face, though, once it once it had happened. He knew. And he must... I mean, if anyone was listening to the ref, he's thinking, I've got away with this one. The other thing that needs to be picked up on with Nick Berry, and I don't say he's, took a, he's taken a lot of shit this week, so... No, I'm trying not to be horrible, but listen, we're, we're not associated to anyone, so I'll go in on him. Louis Samich try. He actually asked the TMO, yeah, to check if he was onside from the kick. Ah, uh, but he, as soon as he said it, he corrected himself. No, 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 the TMO correct, corrected yeah, him. But, Watch your back. The TMO goes, there's no oh, offside. So I, think, I think you're being hugely picky. With everything that's going on, the fact that in that instant, he forgot whether... He's kicked the ball. Oh, come on, himself, mate. He's probably watching all like left, right, and centre, mate. I think that's a hard, like, arse to, no, to do that. He's no. probably just gone. He's probably like seen it, and he's probably just gone. Oh, who kicked the ball? Oh, we'll just check he's onside. And obviously, the team might have gone. Oh, well, he the only thing the I can think of, right? The only thing I can think of with that, right? So I'll argue that because the only thing I can think of with that, right, is he's seen Louis Samet do that and thinking there's no chance he's kicked the ball and chased that. Yeah, probably. That's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, it's the only thing because... Middle of about 25 metres on people. But, but to, to do what speed he got up to, his, his top speed during that run. Yeah. 
No, was it? Top speed. And obviously, this wasn't the whole run, but the top speed he got up to was 24 miles an hour. That's quick as me, that. Yeah, that's, that's as quick as me going to the bar, mate, but the rest <laughs> of it, definitely not. So, yeah, we'll get them out of the way. Obviously, and we'll look into sort of deeper into it. Um, I've actually wrote down not many positives. Because um, there really, there really wasn't. Um, like you say, the, the the sending off had a factor. Obviously, they had two players yellow carded. I thought the first yellow card, when you're getting pinged that much, um, was deserved. I thought the second yellow card was probably a little bit quick. And that's my opinion. It was a little bit quick, but... Same again, because people are saying, oh, Wales conceded this amount of penalties, the same amount of penalties, but it's obviously the areas that you can see these penalties in. A lot of ours came from scrums and driving balls in their 22, because that's the only thing that was working for us. But if you consider the team that Wales put out, we look like a bunch of strangers. We honestly look like a team that had just turned up on a Sunday, like a Sunday league game, just turned up and thought, oh, yeah, go on, we'll have a go. And that's mental because if you look at some of the players, you know, we had a lot of experience out there. Um, and a lot of players, I know, I know we're missing players, but really poor. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> all the texts I was getting off you, there were some points in that second half where it was just, we were attacking and then no structure, just one out runners. A lot, our centres were getting a lot of grief, but then to be fair, I thought Dan Bigger was abysmal. I think it's the best way to put it. Uh, when he's sitting that deep and you've got Fijians who are, are looking to smash her, just, yeah, look like strangers, look like strangers. It was just really, really poor. And I heard like John, Jonathan Humphreys talking this week saying, oh, this autumn's been really positive. You need to sit down and watch that game again, mate. Because... That that didn't look like a decent team. That you know that looked like a team that should be you know we're ninth in the world. We look like a team we should be lower than that. To be fair, but there were some things. There were some things you did well. Driving line out well went well for us. Scored a couple of tries to Ryan Elias, who actually thought had another good game. Yeah, um, I thought he was really good. Wales's best player, in my opinion. Warburton needs yeah. to look at himself. I thought it was it was him or I, I see. I thought Sanji had a really good game. I don't think he should have been man of the match or um, the hooker. Mate, 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 probably should have been the match. Yeah, but then yeah, but Mike the week before, Fran Stain should have been man of the match. Alice Jenkins or um, yeah, I don't, the, know why, I don't know why they feel they have to give it to the winning yeah, yeah. team. Yeah, but Quagga Smith could have been man of the match in that game. Well, I, I just think sometimes, yeah, like you say, they give it to the to the winning team. It is what I mean. It is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, 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 I'm with you. I disagree. I thought Sanjay. I, I thought Liam Williams had a really good game. To be fairness, but yeah, that Matt of AC should probably should have been. I think he got like four turnovers, twenty six tackles, and four turnovers. Some were a bit were a bit dodgy. I thought the breakdown was a bit dodgy. To be fair, um, but you play to the whistle, don't you? At the end of the day. Uh, so yeah, driving lineup was good. Um, scrum was okay. We got a few. Um, uh, a few penalties out of that. Um, Wales seems to have a problem when we when we play against fourteen men. Um, just I don't know. I don't know. And we've had, I think, since Pivak's taken over, we had five red cards for teams playing against us. <laughs> I saw you on. I saw you on the Six Nations last year, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, apparently year, so. Mate. Yeah, yeah, that's it. This year, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, listen, at the end of the day, I don't think I've seen one red card against us that wasn't a red. So uh, if there was any controversy, I'd understand it. Um, yeah, a couple of good finishes as well. So obviously, I thought Cuthbert, Cuthbert's finished was yeah. a typical Cuthbert try. I thought he did all right. Um, but it was a really good finish. Uh, kind of brushed over, not brushed over, but Louis Samich's try, uh, try. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable pace. Um, and people obviously saying whether it was a try or not, actually in the laws now, um, the control thing and all that actually doesn't matter anymore. The 10 it's, should have done better. The 10 was on it. I think, I, think he I think he was bollocks, wasn't he? Um, at that point, they'd played a lot of the a lot of the game with thirteen men, hadn't they? Um, but just just gas in it, just just gas. Um, uh, yeah, and then so those those are kind of positives for Wales. Um, I thought positive. I thought Sheedy looked all right when he came on. Surprised not to see him. In well, the I I week. I thought I thought Sheedy and Halaholo made a difference. Um, we looked a bit better with ball and yeah, right. But yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, one thing I was really angry about: unbelievable try. But when Fiji called the mark and they scored that try, I mean, it's class. But if you actually look at the the wide shot of it, lazy. I don't, I don't know if we could have stopped it. I don't know. But when you see people, when it, when he's taking the mark, everyone just stops and it's just like, oh, he's going to kick it. The one team in the world. The one team in the world, right, yeah, who you have to be switched on for every second of the game is Fiji. Would you agree? Yeah. The one team in the world, if they take a mark, they might they might tap this and go. It's just, it's just laziness. And it frustrates the fuck out of me. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we won the game, you know, a win's a win. You've got to take them, haven't you? Um, but I feel like I feel like I mean you text me and you you were bang on it, it's like deja vu from last November like deja vu from last November and yes we've got a lot of injuries and yes we've got some new players and things like that but you know lack of basic skills lack of you know people give Jiffy a lot of shit I mean I know you don't like Jonathan Davis but as a rugby brain he knows what he's talking about and he's just like you can. T- he's, he's like you can tell players aren't scanning; they're just looking what's like directly in front of them, like tunnel vision almost. And it's just, I don't see now. I always thought, and I, you know, I'm not a person who's like get get Pivak out. I'm not. But they're saying, oh, we're looking. We're trying to change the way we play and all this. Like, did you see any difference? Did you see a pattern of where, how Wales are trying to play on Sunday? Against yeah. apparently apparently a lesser nation than us, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Fiji because they have got some unbelievable. Like at the end of the day, right, two is over. What I don't remember remember being in the game. Imagine if he'd have been in the game. Yeah, that was probably down to them being down to 14 men. I just you know if they'd have had Rajra, two is over was on on the ball. You know, I think they were missing they were missing a couple of players and stuff like that as well. So. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And, and to be fair, this is going to sound mental. We could we could go out and beat Australia convincingly on Saturday. Don't think we will, but we could, right? Yeah. And does that change everything? Like to me, it doesn't. 
it shouldn't be that oh we just t- we turned up for this game and turned up for that one. If so, you look, go on, to me it's like consistency. You look at the intensity against South Africa, and I know it's South Africa, but you look at the intensity in that game and how Wales defended, how they were structured. Yes, the weather was poor. We didn't really attack a lot, um, and then turn it to that game on Sunday. Um, I was excited about the back row. I thought the back row had a load of X factor. Got blown away. I thought Alice Jenkins did all right, but I thought they just got blown away, to be honest. And I just, I don't know. So, so my my thoughts on it, right? So, Dan Bigger played against South Africa, and he played very, very well because the whole thing suited how he played. And he's your playmaker. He's your tech. Now, when you play Fiji. You're not kicking for territory, or because you've got that much ball, or you should have that much ball. He is probably not the guy that should play 10. Like you said, he stood too deep, you know, um, and it just, he wasn't able to put any any kind of authority or anything like that on it. It should have been a different 10. Oh, hindsight's great, a different 10 in that game. However, biggest playing this week, he'll probably have a good game because it's going to be one of them where you're kicking for territory. And it's it's the small percentages that make the difference. So it's easy for me to say that in hindsight, you know, Bigger could have had a great game against them and things like that. The thing I'm noticing, or I think I'm noticing with Wales, and it's going to sound like I'm slating them, is I like, and it's mental saying this because they won the Six Nations. I still didn't think Wales were that impressive in the Six Nations. I know they won games, but I thought like our best game we lost. Put him. Our best game we lost. Yeah, um, like. I know I'm probably thinking. I do think they were very lucky against Scotland when we when we when we played them, and it, I got and they you know they won the game. I'm not taking that away from them. And the, like last autumn, they were very very poor. And if I look at the games from last autumn to the Six Nations and to the games that I've seen this time, like you said, I don't see like what they're like kind of like their mandate is. I don't get what they like the way they're trying to play. Like I thought in the Six Nations, they won it more by taking advantage of other teams' mistakes and winning the games that way, which is fine. You know, they, they've done that. But I don't necessarily think they create chances for themselves that much um, that, that through, if it's through strike plays or rolling mall or, or how, whatever they do. It's like they started off doing the rolling mall. It worked for like one of their tries and then they stuck, Then they did it once or twice more. It didn't work, so they just stopped and, and, and kind of gave up on that kind of thing. It's like they just ran out of ideas and they didn't have like... Well, this is the way we should be playing, and, and trying to play that way. I, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. I think Wales are a little bit like rudderless. I don't think they've got a clear direction on how they want to play. I yeah, think I mean that negative on Wales because they obviously are the Six Nations champions and things like that, and they've got class players. I just don't think the coach is necessarily getting the best out of them. Well, I said you, I, I want it, it, it's either the players, the coaches, or it's a bit of both. And I, I know that's such an easy thing to say. They are with list. Now, Dan Bigger, put you, I'd put my money on his man of the match on Saturday because he's the sort of player that takes a lot of shit and then has a blinder. And it, and that, annoy, that annoys the fuck out of me as well because it's just like, yes, fair enough. You know, he does this and he does that. Now, Pivak wants to play this. All he's, you know, he wants to play. We want to play a bit. We want to play. We want to play. We want to do this. We want to do that. Like, and that's fine. You know, I praised Dan Bigger. I, you know, I did think going into that Lions tour, I did think he was the form. Um, 
10. For me, when he plays for Wales, he seems confused. Um, because if you look, no, if you look how he plays for Northampton, he plays flat for Northampton. And all right, could be different players around him and all that. And obviously, the way the coach wants to play. And that's why I think he's confused. I think he's confused between Gatland playing playing for Wales for Gatland, Northampton, and playing for Pivak. Pivak, uh, the Scarlets had Patchell. Now Patchell, I would say, is an attacking fly-off, um, and very different to to uh, Dan Bigger. And Dan Bigger has his strengths. Don't be wrong. I'm not trying to. I don't want to bag on him because he's won Wales probably more games than he's lost. Um, but then we picked four fly-offs. Now, interestingly, Pivak said today that you know Priestland would have been in more, would have played more, but he, he had a car. He's had a calf injury, um, and I mean, I said I thought Priestland should play this weekend, um, and I know what you said. That's not looking forward to the future. But then, at the same time, when he was playing well for Bath, you and other people said, "Oh, he should be in the Wales team." So it's which one do you want? I suppose, and I think. They were desperate to win that game on Sunday. They were desperate to win that game on Sunday. And yeah, and with you, I mean, I don't, I don't see what Wales are trying to achieve. I don't see what they're. You know, you look at teams. You think they've worked on that. that I mean, that that move that Scotland done. Um, they've worked on that, and it, and it might it might have changed in what they did on the day, but I bet the structure of it was similar. Yeah, um, because obviously things can change, can't they, with defences and stuff. I don't see. I just don't see that with Wales. And there's like this. Like for me, I would have started Thomas Williams on on. Thomas Williams should start every single game in this sort. I mean, and after that, if you don't think he's the man for the job, let's just get some. You know, consistency. Consistency. That's the word. Yeah, consistency. And I think. I mean, the other thing to say is, there's, I don't think there's any other team in the autumn at the moment, and we'll come on obviously to the games this weekend. You know, I think with the, with the injuries that came on Sunday, nineteen players missing. Yeah, nineteen players missing. Um, but that's what you got to deal with. At the end of the day, if Pivak turned around and said, "We're missing so many players, I'm going to use this for development. I'm going to play some of the young guys. Uh, don't be surprised." Which is what he did last autumn, in fairness, and it and it changed round. But I think we're beyond that now. Um, we do need to build some strength. Obviously, there's some areas where we're really struggling, which we'll get into. But um, yeah, imagine, imagine watching Wales score six tries, not actually remembering they scored six tries, even when you uh, when you're sober. You know, just it tells you everything about, you need to know about the game. It's just it was really poor, really poor. And, well, so, I'm open for it. Go. The one thing I'd say about bigger. Because he is, I do rate him. It's not like I don't rate him. When he plays for uh, Northampton, he usually has Hutchinson or Dingwall inside him. And they're both very, very good ball players. I don't think any of your twelves that biggest played with are that that's, in that mould. I think that's why Halaholo needs to play though. Could maybe like now with him playing next to bigger, it might open up a few more doors and things like yeah. that. It might make things yeah. a bit better. But like yeah. as good as Jonathan Davis is, he's you know that's not really his game. Same with you know Tompkins, more of a runner. Um, you know Johnny Williams is more of a you know put up his jumper and truck it up. But that's you know that that's so that that could make a bit of a difference as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've been. I think we've also when we've when we've been in attacking areas and stuff, we've lost we've lost balls at line outs and stuff. So I'm saying we, there's no strike moves. I think when we when we're losing line outs as well and stuff, we're not you're, not, you're never going to get that, are you? Perfect. But that, that Scotland try was perfect ball off the line out, bang into the into the hands that people need to be in. So like you say, I, I might, I'm tempted to put a bit of money on bigger being man the match because you know what he's like. He gets <laughs> criticism when he turns up, doesn't he? Um, right, so we talk about this weekend. Let's get off the miserable and try and look forward to something. So, um, we'll go Scotland, Japan, because you're kicking off one o'clock on Saturday. And I, I thought there'd be more changes in your team. And I'm a bit surprised by the bench. Yeah, and I'm a bit surprised by the bench, but, you know, rock on. Um, just get team. So yeah, I mean, uh, he's gone. He's gone to to try and put a statement out. I mean, he's, that back line, I think, is the like. Probably a lot of people would argue that's our best back line that we can put out there. Um, I think he wants to put to bed the um, the hangover from the World Cup and just be like, look, we are better than Japan, and this is how we're going to do it. Um, ha, like I wasn't. I would have liked to have seen. Um, Rufus giving another go. To, yes. I'd love to see Matt Scott giving a go, but I'm not. I'd like to have seen like another centre partnership giving a go, like Tupolotto put back in there with Harris, or like say I'd like to have seen Hugh Jones giving a go as well. Um, and you know, it's. But at the same time, I'm not like overly disappointed as well that he's gone with a, a really strong like backline. Um, you know. We've only got a couple of months to the Six Nations, and I think Gregor Townsend will be, you know, and Scotland fans, we all were like hanging out for a, a Six Nations Championship if we can get one. You know, obviously teams like Wales, Ireland, England are going and France are going to have like other other uh, opinions on that. So I can see why he wants to try them again and give them that, you know, another, you know, that's probably our strongest backline. I think that most people would say. Um, so no problems with that. I'm glad to see a few changes in the in the front in the in the um, in the forward pack. So surprised to see Jamie Batty starting. Um, I think that's because they probably think that they've got enough there to to compete against um, Japan's front row because otherwise I think Skuman would have started. Um, but and it's good to see Turner back in. I think I think if he's fit at the moment for me, Turner is our is our number one hooker. Uh, it's good to see him back from injury. And I think Xander Fagerson needs this game because he really, really got schooled against South Africa. Uh, I feel a little bit f- sorry for him in some respects because he's probably still not up to top speed because he probably had, what, two or three games before the South Africa game, you know, whereas the South Africans are like, I don't know, probably played like 10, 12 internationals on the bounce. Um, but, you know, he got murdered in the scrum, to be fair. And he, he wasn't the only guy either. To be So I think he needs this game to probably just get his confidence up. Good to see Cummins back. I think as soon as he was fit, he was always coming back in, whether it was going to be for Gilchrist or um, or for Skinner. Um, I think Gilchrist calls a line out, so I think that's probably why that's done. And Richie Watson, Bayless back row, is, I think, could be our... Uh, I think that could be our back row. There is pace, power, everything in that back row. Um, like Bayless's performance for Bath, he's probably one of their few players that stood up this season at Bath, and he's so quick as well. Um He's really good. So it's a really, really mobile, um, like back row. I'm really, really excited to see it. 
I think like with Skinner on the bench, like he he moves to the bench, he covers back row, second row, he bit of everything. Um bench, McAnally Scuban on the bench, happy enough with that. Um Sebastian on the bench, so due to get his first um first cap. Well Wales could have done with him this weekend. <laughs> Does he he plays in Wales, doesn't he? He's Welsh, yeah. yeah. How come he's picked Scarlet? Any reason? I think it's a grandparent or something like that. It's a parent or grandparent. Yeah, but he's just gone with that. He obviously feels he's more likely to get capped for Scotland, I'm guessing. I, I assume so, yeah. I assume so, yeah. Um, Skinner, that uh, is it still in Richardson, isn't it? And Matt Fagerson on the bench. So, uh, Richardson, I think he's he can play hooker, but he's an open side flanker that can cover blind side as well. So, he'll get his first cap, I expect. Uh, and then Horn and King on covering the backs. I was surprised that it was a 6-2 split on the bench um, because realistically, like I wouldn't have thought we are going to be bothered about the physicality of Japan being as we've just played South Africa and against South Africa, we had a 5-3 split. So. And they just and they just scraped past Portugal. Yeah. Uh, yeah there was a lot of changes in that Japan team, to be fair, on that one. But we played 6-2 bench against Australia. 5-3 bench against... No, it was a 6-2 bench against Tonga, I think. Tonga. Yeah, and then 5-3, 5-3 against the two more most physical teams will end up being that way. And then we've gone to play against a less physical team. We've gone 6-2. So I don't really well, understand... Um, well, no, obviously, to, to me, he's like, well, we're just... We're going to dominate him up front. We're going to try yeah, to smack him up front. Yeah. But, yeah I'm, 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 I'm happy enough with the squad. Like I say, I'd love to have seen... Um, Hugh Jones getting a go. I'd love to see Hugh Jones from that Scott in the centre, to be fair. But um, I like, like I was having an argument with um, well, I think it was not an argument, discussion. In fairness, he was all right. He made some good points. Uh, Ian Hay on um, on Twitter, and he said I don't think he was trying to be overly critical on that Scott, but I think the point he was trying to make was if you're going to take Sam Johnson's shirt, then you've got to have an amazing performance. So like Cammy Redpath when he played twelve against England. He had an amazing performance, and he that would have been him taking Sam Johnson's 12 shirt. Obviously, he got injured and not played again since for Scotland. And I think the point he was making is Scott had to be that good if he's going to take Sam Johnson's shirt, which is probably a fair point. You know, Johnson has been wearing that shirt more than anyone else for the last probably three years, really. So, yeah, so but happy enough. Would like to see Rufus McLean give it another go, but um, other than that, yeah, fairly happy. Um, probably would have rather saw Hastings on the bench rather than Kinghorn, but at the same time, I'm not, you know, I'm ambivalent really on 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 who's there. So yeah, um, yeah, expect, expect us to win. Yeah, six-two split was a bit strange to me. They say to me that's just intent to go and smash them up front. To be fair, um, which is fair enough. Um, I mean, I think they obviously see feel that they've got enough. Um, versatile players in the back line to cover obviously they, they must believe <sighs> one of the back rowers can fit on the wing or centre or somewhere um, it'd be interesting to see if anything happened to Finn Russell if King Horn or Hogg will go 10 King Horn if it were in the Six Nations it was Hogg wasn't it yeah but King Horn started at 10 against Tonga yeah, and, Hogg, and Hogg wasn't there was he no, he wasn't. But um, Townsend's already said we see him as a t- he's, we see him as an alternative to ten for us. So I would say I would say it would be Kinghorn, just going off that he played against Tonga. But uh, yeah, I'm, 
still a decent team. I would like to see Rufus get another go just to kind of maybe give him some confidence. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Ross Thompson on the bench as well. Um, yeah, because I don't think this, with Japan, I don't, I don't know what it is. They haven't really, they weren't, well, they got absolutely obliterated, didn't they, by um, Ireland. And then, all right, whether they were much changed team against Portugal, Portugal are probably semi professional rugby players. Uh, but well done to them actually if it wasn't the intercept at the end if he had an intercept that Portugal would have in um, um, so yeah I expect you to win um, I just, I'd like to see a couple more players I think for Rufus I think it would have been good to pick Rufus because I said to you I think he's class but I want to see him same with Marcus Smith I think the class these young players but you need to see him in with against really good teams who are going to uh, test them attacking and defence and obviously yes he had um, he bit in a bit for the uh, Mpimpi try the first Mpimpi try um, but it'd be nice maybe just a, a show of faith to kind of go go on then yeah go exactly. show, 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 show us what you've got and I'm not I'm not saying that he's made the wrong thing about with, with Darcy Graham but like it's just I don't know I I, I just like I, I just like Rufus McClay I think he's a good player but yeah, I mean, I wasn't shocked. I know you said you said, "Oh, I think, I think um, Hastings might play in this." I always thought Townsend was going to play. Yeah, I just saw some of the um, videos of they had um, Hastings running at ten with um, Sam Johnson at twelve and uh, Duhan, and I can't remember else. So I was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe they're changing things up a little." Yeah. No, I always had. I, to me, I always had a thought that you'd, you'd go that route because obviously you can finish three out of four. Go and put on, you know, maybe go and put some points on him. Yeah, I mean, um, like, like like you're saying with the the Rufus McLean, Rufus McLean thing, it's not to not because I love talking about Matt Scott, but obviously I do. But I do feel a bit sorry for him. Like Sam Johnson got to play against Tonga, got to play against Australia, and he's getting to play against Japan. And like Matt Scott's one go to prove himself is against South Africa, best one of the best teams in the world, top two teams in the world, but against the best centers in the world. It's like fuck me, you know, like give the guy a, a fucking chance. And same, I know Rufus McLean got the game against Tonga, but it's like now nah, you're not gonna play against Australia. You're gonna play against fucking World Cup winner Mapimpi. Good luck, mate. Yeah, do you know what I mean, I just think, and then like now nah, against Japan, where you'll probably get more ball for a start to show attacking intent. Nah, you're not, you're not playing, mate. See you yeah. later. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. me. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And a game which I think you'll win. You know, I think there is a couple of. Michael Leach isn't with them either, is he? He's a huge player for He's him. playing. Captain. He didn't play against Ireland. He's, I've seen the Japan lineup. He's captain. Oh, right. So he's playing this weekend. Oh, yeah. he didn't play against Ireland. I wasn't sure whether he was in the uh, was in the squad or not. So oh, there you go. Fucking hell. Pretty sure he's... Class. Class. Just confirm it, but he's captain on... Um... No, oh, yeah, might have been injured then. Might have been injured. Yeah, no, I expect to win. Like you say, I think they could have been a bit more adventurous with the selections, but then I completely understand why they've done it as well. Um, so later in the day, uh, Wales play Australia, quarter past five or half past five. Um, yeah, I, I think we've picked the, the best team that we could have picked, like I've just said there. You know, Wales are missing 19 players. You know, that's over half a squad that could be picked. Um, and a lot of them are frontline players as well. Um, but then, 
Like, so it's like your Uncle Tony going, oh, all these players getting injured. Yes, it's bad. But then, you know, we have to develop at some point. I do believe Wales are in transition. I've said it. don't know how many times on here. Um, we have got an, an ageing squad who have been good. And, you know, you have Barkley and Jim Hamilton talking about Scotland's golden generation. Our kind of golden generation, if you want to call them that. I wouldn't call them that, but if you want to call them that, they're coming to the end of their careers now. Um, some of them so we do need to move on and we do need to find something else but I'm overall pretty happy with what we picked against Australia because not that many options but um, so I'll go through the team and obviously we can discuss it then uh, so you've got Wynne Jones Ryan Elias Thomas Francis front row you've got Adam Beard Seb Davis in the back, uh, second row uh, back row with Alice Jenkins Tane Basham Aaron Wainwright uh, Thomas Williams Dan Bigger Willis Halaholo, Nick Tompkins, Josh Adams, Louis Samet, and Liam Williams. Uh, a bench of Elliot D. Elliot D. has been recalled after coming through a development game. Gareth Thomas, Dylan Lewis, Ben Carter, Chris Yunza, Gareth Davis, Reese Priestland, and Johnny McNichol. Um, so, like I say, 19 players missing. That's probably the best team we could have picked I think I think it's nice to see that we're kind of moving on from Jonathan Davis although he could have won his 100th cap this weekend if you include his Lions caps so that's a bit bit harsh but I do think we need to start moving on from. I would like to see him get 100 caps but I do think we need to start moving on from him and we do need to start developing some centres and some partnerships and like we were saying um, a bit of consistency um, there's still doubts over Francis and Adams. I know Thomas Francis went to an independent uh, doctor tonight about his concussion. That's not a good sign. And I think if we're having to go down that route, should he really be playing? Uh, Josh Adams still has to get through the captain's run. He had a tight calf and that's why he didn't play against Fiji. So there's still injury doubts. <laughs> Could still lose two players. And if Francis is out, I think Wynn Jones then covers tight head. Or they might call up someone else. Mental. Where's Sampson Lee? Injured. Yeah. Uh, we've got yeah the other two titles, Leon Brown, uh, Sampson Lee, all injured. That's why I said we could have done with uh, Sebastian. Um, pretty happy. I, I will say I'm with you. I think Sheedy Ranscombe could have had a go this weekend. Maybe Sheedy because he should be looked at as the long term now uh, with his age profile. Um, definitely agree on that um, but there's players there that are getting chances to put the name up for the Six Nations now um, even if we have got all these injuries like I say there's people there now who've got the opportunity the only one I'm a bit disappointed by is and it's nothing against Basham because I think Basham has been Basham's been the find of the Autumn Nations for us to be fair you know you look at the lad he's 20 I think or he's just turned 21 um, been mixing it with some of the best players in the world. Um, but I'd have been tempted to play Thomas Young's at seven, with um, Ellis at six. One for the reasons, what was the point in bringing him back and say, not giving an opportunity to Jack Morgan or something if you're only going to play him in one game? You know, they made such a big deal about, oh, we've, we've got special dispensation to get him back. He's going to sign for Cardiff next season. And then you only give him one run out and they only got 
think he got like 50 minutes maybe or 60 minutes against Fiji. You know, give the lad a chance against Australia. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing against Basham, but Basham's played all three games. Um, and I think he's he got a rest in the at the weekend, I think, eventually. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's what I changed. Um, I mean, I said to you, I, I don't give Priestland a go from the start because his little cameo against New Zealand did get our backs going and I think that's what we need. I think you'll see the best of it. Made up for Halaholo. I do think he will make a difference for us. Um, he is a very creative player, uh, both with his passing and his footwork. Um, typical sort of South Sea Island, New Zealand player. He's a player who looks for space rather than, I always say it about Wales, we seem to look for the man instead of the shoulders or the space. Uh, and I think he'll bring that um, and then, you know, reality is we've got four players out of that team, out of the 23, who are 21 and under. So, you know, we are trying to build some strength there. Um, yeah, worries me with the tight head issue because Australia have got both their tight heads back. Although, quite happy that Tupo's actually starting. Um, not to, and for The reason is, he's such a good player, such a big impact player. Um I'd rather the other lad coming off the bench than him. So, um, pretty decent, to be fair. I, I'm with you, a bit disappointed about Bigger. To be fair, I think it was an opportunity to give, you know, one of the three other fly-halves a go. Um, my, my only issue, not issue, I think worry maybe is six-day turnaround. And out of that team, Ryan Elias has played a ton of minutes. Adam Beard's played every minute of every game. Uh, Basham's played a lot. Wainwright's played a lot. Um, I mean, he didn't play at the weekend. Um, yeah, Johnny McNichol, maybe a little bit unlucky. I thought he played really well, but then I do think a back, back line of Adams, Reesam and Sanjay is top your best notch. back line, best back, best back three. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. And I think if you've got all them fit and fire in and you're getting them some decent ball, uh, can do some damage. You know, the strength of that team is definitely the back the back row, Jenkins, Basham and Wainwright. Especially with Hooper, they haven't got a seven. They haven't got a fetch on the field at all. Um, that's what Australia had to play, the hooker they're playing, because they need someone else who's decent on the floor. So maybe that's an area that we can target. So, yeah. Going to put Fiji down to whatever it was. Get excited again, you know. I just want to see us do something, you know, Seb Davis needs a big game in the second row. They've put them, they've used him more as of like a, a hybrid player. I thought he was very, um, very good when he came on. Yeah, and and, and to be fair, he, he put, probably made the most impact of all your subs that came on. Well, he he put himself about yeah. physically, which is is you know not easy to do against Fijians. Um, so yeah, it's a big game for him because the second row is is an area where we need to build, and there's, there's opportunities there to. You know, Alwyn Jones ain't there in the Six Nations, you know. And Will Rowland, I think, has been very good for us. Um, but those are areas there. Um, and then it's nice to see, like you say, you got Ben Carter on the bench in the second row, who I think has got a big future. Um, you know, Christ Junza, who I thought made a bit of an impact when he came on as well. Very, very athletic and he's only 19. So um, maybe not get <coughs> maybe not get too carried away with him, but... Yeah. 
definitely one for the future. So, tough to say whether we'll beat them, but um, I've got to be positive. I've got to be positive, you know. So, so I quite like the, the Wales team. I think it's like, it's a good team. Like on paper, very very good team. Like, like, on paper, I've got like, obviously, uh, like you said, um, like got injury doubts over Francis and Adams. Francis would be the bigger loss at this point because yeah. if Adams goes off, McNichol or you bring Cuthbert in, and or they're not as good as Adams, but it's it's not a bigger drop off as probably Francis being replaced. There's some players who aren't like Cuthbert for all his things. There's not a lot of people that can finish like he can finish. Yeah, so, so France, <laughs> France is, a big, is a big concern. Yeah, Other definitely. than that, I think so. I think a few people are very lucky to keep their place. So I think Adam Beard is very lucky to keep his place. I don't think he's been good. No one else. No one else. This all. Um, personally, I mean that's only my opinion. I think he's a good player, and I think he was obviously did well for the Lions, but I. Don't think he's been good in this um, Six Nations. I think Jenkins, Basham, Wainwright. I thought uh, Young as well when he played. I thought they've all been very, very good. And I think Basham. I know what you're saying about keep. Uh, is it Young's uh, getting played? But I think Basham. You've got. He's been very, very good. I think he deserves to keep his place on form. Um, I think you're right about Thomas Williams. He should be your nine. You've got to play him. I do think his box kicking. But I think all the Welsh box kicking needs to improve. From the ones I've seen, but he is easily your best nine, I think. And uh, I think Gareth Davis, for the moment, is always the right guy to come off the bench. Although, what's the lad that played last week? Leonardo. He's quick as well, so he'd be decent off the bench to mix things up with twenty to go. Um, I think Bigger is very, very lucky to keep his place, but I think he's got that much credit in the bank. That's why he's there. I thought uh, he's got too much credit though. That's yeah. That's but too I, think, I thought Sheedy was pretty good when he came on. Um, and I'm surprised they've not gone with him, being as he's 26 with a World Cup coming in two years' time. I would have gone with Sheedy, uh, personally. That's just like, I know he's not been good for Bristol, but I thought he did all right when he came on. Um, but I'm I'm not opposed to Priestland playing because I thought he was good uh, when he came on against New Zealand. Um, so And he's just been, he's just a, he's a good operator, isn't he? Uh, Priestland. Um, Halaholo, yeah, happy. I'm happy with, you know what? Like, I know there's like people saying jury start on Tompkins, and it is, but, you know, with like someone like Halaholo inside him, it might give him more space to, to do what he does. He's very, very good in space, you know, and he, and he could be a, he, you know, he could be quite difficult to handle. I think Halaholo will end up taking like, I think he'll occupy more like concerned defenders. defenders. He'll occupy the defenders, and that might give Tompkins opportunity to um, to make to you know to to find a gap and 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 you know and use his pace. Uh, and like I said before, Liam Williams, Reece Samet, and Adams. If them three are there, if them three are fit, they should always play. But like you said before, it's a bit harsh with Nickel because he has been very very good. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's just that's my thoughts on it. I still think he's a really good. I, team, I think that's and I think it's going to be a really close game. I think that shows like a bit of strength. Actually, like you said, it's. <clears throat> Someone like McNichol is, is getting moved to the bench because you got Sanjay, you know. I think McNich- I think what, what it's shown is McNichol's an option now, whereas those first few caps you had, people are like, oh, I'm not too sure. Well, maybe his best position, which I've actually said on the podcast, is fullback. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, the 15 we've got, like you say, because 
players who've had a lot of minutes. I see what you're saying about Beard. I thought he was better last week. He destroyed Fiji's driving mall, um, which I, I know that's not one of our strengths, but that's one of his strengths. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's been at his best at all, um, but there's no other options. End of, he's the senior, he's the senior player in in that sort of position now. So, yeah, listen, I I do think you will see something different, especially with, and I'm not trying to put too much pressure on with a player like Halaholo. I think, I think he'll also take maybe take a bit of pressure off bigger. Maybe I don't know, um, but then at the same time, like I said to you against Fiji, if you're going to play that deep, doesn't matter how where how you're passing to you to your centres, you're just going to get lined up, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and I, I text you, didn't I? I said, Fiji must be licking the lips, just lining up while one outrunners. Mm-hmm. Um, the breakdown as well, I mean, I, I'd say if Hooper had been there, I'd have been you know, very worried. Um, not very worried, but obviously we we don't seem to get to, to the rooks quickly enough and clear them out. And that's, you know, that's killing us in, in, with our momentum. So, we'll see, we'll see. Um, you know, but Hooper is a massive loss for them. Huge. Yeah, huge. He's their leader. He's their captain, massive, isn't he? Massive, massive. He's the leader, he's the captain, and he's world class. You know, you know teams, you know, some teams can't afford to lose world class players. Wales being one of them. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Match pipe predictions. By the way, I'm just just going to throw out that I'm still top of the league. I know. I thought putting Ireland as a win, I'd uh, I'd catch up, but I've obviously fucked up. But, did you, but you did Scotland for a win as well, didn't you? Yeah, but so did you, didn't you? Yeah, but then I got like I got um, I got quite close. I put Wales to Hong Fiji, which didn't help. Yeah, and I I got in two points in that I think, and I got within two points of England, and. T- I would have nailed Argentina, Italy, but Argentina, you no, know, Italy couldn't score at the end. It was poor. Right, uh, Italy, Uruguay, Italy. Italy, yeah. By 18. Uh, 16. <coughs> Scotland, Japan, Scotland. Go on, I'll let you go first. Uh, Scotland by 20. 22. England, South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. South Africa by, yeah, because they don't really score a lot of points unless they're playing Scotland. England Uh, England will be the best equipped to nullify their forwards. I'm not saying they'll nullify them completely, but they're the best equipped to do that. I think think the front row is going to get mullered. I don't know. Marla's playing, is he? He's on the bench. Is he? He had COVID. And 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 he's just had 10 days off, yeah. Yeah. They're playing two... As much as I think he's a bit of a melt, he can fucking scrum. Oh, he's he's class. I'm going to go... What did you do? Six. Yeah. Uh, South Africa by eight. Wales, Australia. Sorry, mate. Australia. Yeah. Oz. By five. Oz by six for me. Not back in Wales. You did this in the Six Nations and they won every game. Except France, New Zealand. Uh, France have been know. France have been poor, you know. You know what? I'm I've watched them in their games. France. Yeah, so am I. France by seven. 
after just saying France have been poor. Well, back to New Zealand, don't lose back-to-back games. Other than they've got to still have yeah. Intermax back at ten, and he. Yeah, and they put they put the bait. It's funny. I said to him, I didn't work. I said the Jalibert and Tamak things not working, and it was always France looked always better with Fiku and Bakatau, where they had big runners off them two players. They must have been listening, mate, because they picked Dante at twelve. Yeah. So now I'm going to go New Zealand because if you look at the New Zealand team, they've, they've gone back Sam Kane and all that's in it. So I'm going to go New Zealand by six. Mm. And they don't usually use back to back. Ireland, Argentina, it's Ireland. Ireland by 18. 18. I haven't seen the teams. That's a tough one, isn't it? I haven't not seen the teams. Team not out yet. Yeah. What do you 18? Yeah. Ireland by 16. I'm just going close to you. <laughs> whatever happens. I should have just copied you because whatever happens, I'll finish above you then, won't I? Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to do that. Sure. Yeah, I'm not Razzy Erasmus. Hey. Oh, right at the end. Get it in there, son. Right, okay. Yeah, sorry. So it's a bit of a depressing pod this week because <laughs> we both lost a little bit, a little bit more positive about Scotland. Wales was shit, but we're going to be awesome this weekend. We're going to be Australia. We're going to smash them. Scotland are going to smash Japan. Didn't you just beat, pick Australia to win? Shut up, no one's talking to you. <laughs> we're gonna smash we're gonna smash Australia. Send send them back down south. Do like an amazing place if Australia's an amazing place. But um yeah, so we'll see. I'll probably I'm gonna be drunk. I might I might get drunk and just start spamming our Twitter with my thoughts of the games all day. I reckon I'll do that actually, yeah. Yeah, we, we can do that, do we? We'll see see if we do that, see if we get some interaction. Well, the only one I put, I put something on Twitter because I... Like, man the match, hours, know, yeah. Two hours after the Scotland uh, ladies rugby match had finished, the BBC updated the score, but they had, like, all the other scores. And I was just like, it's just, like, hugely disrespectful. So, yeah, and then you put the thing about the man the match as well, didn't you? That annoyed me as well, though. I, I just don't yeah. think the man the match needs to come from the winning team. It's just be from the guy that's played the best. Yeah. Pitch. So, I know, yeah. Having digs it. Legends like Sam Morgan. I didn't call. I didn't at him or anything though. I just said why. Just said why. Yeah. Right, okay then. So I know you you're doing nothing this weekend, are you? Me? I know you're going to see you're going to see McFly, aren't you? We see McFly in London, mate. He, he, On Sunday, London. Me and the wife. Yeah, we got the whole weekend in London, so you can't even say it's the wife who's going to watch it. You're watching it. She's oh, just yeah. going. I'm not going to just I'm not going to deny it, mate. I love McFly. Class, mate. Yeah, so, well, what am I doing? So, tomorrow, I think, I might be going to watch uh, a rugby game. Tonight. Not McFly, mate. I'm going to go watch... Uh, I'm going to watch the team that uh, asked me to play for them. Oh, mate, try and get... If, you're, if you've had a drink, you'll sign. You'll sign I, I'm, I'm not going to have a drink, mate. I'm not going to have a drink. I'm just going to watch the game. Oh, well, we'll see. Um, yeah, and then I think a few lads come around Saturday. Probably, at, probably end up going to the pub then as well. You never know. We'll, we'll see. Right then, thank you very much for listening. And hopefully next week we'll be talking about two amazing victories for Wales and Japan. I mean Scotland. Hey. Then. All right then, thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll be back next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.